Hey everybody, welcome to the Basic Buzz. My name is Davey, and this is episode 11. Today we have our wonderful co-host Trista. What up, what up, people? And as a special guest, we've got a feature for the month of March, Mr. Obi Umuna. Thank you so much for having me. Yes, sir. So Obi, like, uh, tell us, I mean, these people out here, they don't know anything about you. So we're trying to mm-hmm. tell, enlighten us a little bit about who Obi Umuna is. All right. Uh, yeah. Uh, like I said, thank you for having me. Uh, my name is Obi Umana, born and raised uh, in Jacksonville, Florida, um, to some Nigerian immigrants. Uh, went to UNF, University of North Florida, then went worked in the mayor's office uh, in Jacksonville, and then also then went to uh, law school at the University of Florida. Worked in South Florida as an attorney for some some different law firms before kind of returning back to Jacksonville to start my own law practice, which is Umina Legal Group. Um, Mm. What I do in Jacksonville is um, I have uh, a law firm that I help small businesses. Mm. So from basically start to finish, I'm I'm your legal consultant. And then I do some legal consulting, uh, sorry, political consulting for a lot of local candidates in in Jacksonville. So just about every... um, african-american candidate and as far as the democratic party in the Jacks chamber i've done some political consulting for um and then i'm also a person that wants to be involved in my community i'm on the board of, of big brothers big sisters and we have created a program within big brothers and big sisters for kids that are on the wait list so we do events with them quarterly while they're waiting to get a mentor and then i have a scholarship at uh, unf um, for underrepresented uh, minority uh, students in political science, which um, over the last two years has been adopted by the Black Alumni Weekend, and they've raised almost over seventeen hundred for that for that uh, scholarship. Wow! And then oh, wow. last and then last weekend, um, I was the person that kind of ran the Black Panther Challenge in Jacksonville, and we raised over. Uh, $8,000 uh, uh, to take uh, 450 kids to see Black Panther in Jacksonville. We did that Saturday. We basically bought out the whole uh, movie theater. We had four different screens full of kids watching the movie, and we did that last weekend. And that's um, awesome. That is, <laughs> yeah. I sound I sound much better on paper. I'm really not. I'm really not that impressive. <laughs> oh, oh my gosh! So humble. My gosh! Yeah. So if you guys haven't basic fam, if you haven't heard, Obi out here doing big things in the in the community. Yes, yes, for sure, for sure. So, um, I guess like, Obi, you're you are married or you recently are married correct yep yep i got married in october uh to my oh to that's my the best month. wife hey. yeah it's a good month it's a good month for me now yes definitely <laughs> it's so. a good month for the both of us so. yeah uh-huh. congratulations uh, yeah, 
Yep. Month. Okay, congratulations, OVO. You picked, you picked the best month of the year. <laughs> I have to say, mm-hmm. being slightly mm-hmm. biased, but I don't care. Great, great month. Hope it was a beautiful ceremony, beautiful wedding. Hope you had a good it time. Was. Hope you're in marital bliss right now. Oh, it was. It was a. Uh, it was a big Nigerian wedding, which which takes a lot. So, but oh, it, yeah. we enjoyed it. Now, yeah, photos were awesome. Now, is your wife also Nigerian as well? She is. She is. We were both born here, but and but both of our parents immigrated here. So, oh man, yeah. long time connection. You know, it's funny. I, I mean, I tell the story like we were friends as like little kids and our families actually like when her family moved to Jacksonville, we actually lived and they lived in our house. And then like I but I didn't remember that I was so young. And so when and so we kind of, you know, lost touch with each other. And and she was like maybe three years ago, she was coming. She lived in Tampa at the time and she was coming back to see her to see her mom and she wanted to have more friends her age mm-hmm. here in Jacksonville. And her mom was like, you should, you know, connect with that, that Obi kid. And, um, <laughs> and you know, she added me on Facebook and it just kind of like, it kind of just went from there. And three years later, we're married. So Aww. now I will say this. She had the cutest little storybook thing going on. Cause if y'all, I don't, I don't know if, everybody knows this but like she had done like this little animated storybook and it was um yeah that, that was, was actually my idea that no was way. actually my idea <laughs> yeah well well she you know she knew she she knew um that I liked comic books and so she wanted to make a um she wanted to like put something in the wedding planning that kind of was for me because everything else was kind of her choice. Right. Mm-hmm. And so she made this, we did this comic, this kind of storybook of our, like, kind of love story or whatever. And then our invitations were a comic book version of uh, me proposing. Mm. Uh, we, I proposed that um, Sweet Peace, which is where we had our first date. I can just, so. I can hear all the awes coming in from all the basic, basic fam right now. <laughs> How nice of her to be so thoughtful of you <laughs> right, <laughs> to make right, you feel yeah. a little special. Yeah, mm. yeah, definitely, definitely. No way. So that's that's adorable. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm not even gonna lie, front try and be hard out here. That's adorable. So and I mean, like you said, I'm gonna try and wrap bring this back to like you know more what, what it is that he does in his, his profession. Yes, like yes, that, yeah. yes. Um, <laughs> He he does have a law firm. Um, how did you get into law, Obi? So I was definitely never the person that was like, um, I was definitely never the person that was from the beginning of my life thinking I'm going to be an attorney. That was not like, I was never that kid that grew up always thinking I was going to be an attorney. I really had, I really didn't know what I was going to be. Um, but I, I was a political science major. I love political science. And it was just one of those things where a lot of people in my major went to law school because it's hard to get a job in political science. And it, it gave me an opportunity. Once I got there, I knew I was in the right place. But it also gave me a time to grow up a little bit and mature. So, mm. oh, That's great. And so you specialize in the, um, I guess, political science portion of your firm or is 
what would you say that you guys are more known for at your firm? Uh, my my firm is I'm more known known for business, like working with small businesses, getting their contracts together, that kind of stuff. Mm, um, business law. That's what I. That yeah, business law. That's the majority of what I do with my practice. Um, mm-hmm. But um, I, I do. I have kind of like now where this is kind of election season. The political stuff kind of uh, ramps up a little bit. As you know, there's an election in August and then there's an election in November. And Mm -hmm. then for people that live in Jacksonville, there's another there's another local election in the following March. So this is like a busy time for elections. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. And I guess like one of the questions, I mean, given all the things that you're up to and uh, all the different uh, involvements that you have with your law firm. What is it that, given that you're involved in all these things now, what is it that you want to be remembered for? Um, I guess if I wanted to be remembered for anything, it's really like that. I was a person that helped people. Um, I think um, I, I, I've gotten a lot of help in my life mm-hmm. in various ways, and I think it's important to kind of give that back. And if people look back and say, man, this guy, Obi helped me or was got me help or was somebody that I knew I could go to for help. I think that's something that I would, would love to be remembered for. And that's, and that's amazing. And then I think we need a lot more people like that, especially in this day and age. It's crazy. Yes, we do. Let's dive into today's topics that we have for, and just to start us off the largest release of a Marvel comic or cinematic universe film, Black Panther hit. And like you mentioned before, like you had bought out a whole theater for these kids and it was amazing. I really am mad at you though, because I was one of those people (laughs) who was trying to go see the film and I couldn't watch it. And as a matter of fact, because of your purchase, the whole city didn't have tickets there were, I remember showing the up. The whole city was sold out because of it. I had to drive an hour and a half out of town to go see the first showing. So, thank good, you. Good, good, good. I'm glad <laughs> the kids had the kids had to see it, man. The kids needed to see it. So, what you've seen the movie yourself? You said twice, correct? Yeah, I've seen it twice. Yeah. So, one, I'm, I'm guessing once, but like for your own liking, and once with the kids, right? No, no. Actually, I've seen it. I saw it. Um, Thursday night, the night it came out with my wife, and then I took my uh, my 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 cousin. Uh, like the following Saturday, we saw it in IMAX. The, when the kids were seeing it, I actually was busy doing stuff, so I didn't I didn't even get to see it with them. Oh man, all that all that work mm. and dedication, even he couldn't show up. So, wow. so what what did you think about the movie, though? I mean, I loved it. I loved it. That's why he saw it twice. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I loved it. I thought it was, it was great. It was great. I thought, um, I thought that um, it was the perfect kind of Marvel movie, um, and it, it makes a lot of sense uh, that it came out during Black History Month, and there was a lot of good themes in there about about um, black people and how we need to treat each other, and I thought it was great. I love the perspective that they had in this movie, which was the self-sufficient nation of black people showing and inspiring instead of dealing with 
uh, atrocities and overcoming. Here, it's literally about su- something so simple as success and just breed continual breeding of success and the viewpoint of like this. This is. This is not, we're not the struggle community. We are the community to, to strive to. Um, and that resonated really passionately for me. It was just like, it's, it was all through the film. It's like they're solid, strong individuals in all, every sense, mentally, physically, um, well, I mean, just the, the whole dynamic. And then the way that they, I loved, I think the most important thing that I loved in that movie was the way they binded um, like more traditional uh, aspects of culture with modern futurism, and that to me was just awesome. It was just it, it blended so well. It, it was it it all it made you want to run out. You know what I'm saying? And and go wear some dashikis and stuff like that. It was I felt so passionate yeah. about it all. Yeah, like a lot of people did. I for one haven't seen the movie yet. Boo! Um, but Boo! I have seen. <laughs> hey. I work a lot, okay? I got jobs. <laughs> but um, I did see a lot of friends posting pictures, whether it be Facebook or Instagram or what may have you, but of them in African-style clothing. And some of them even saying that people were asking to take pictures with them because they loved how they looked. And it's a lot of people going out dressed like this, showing love for the movie. Now, I got to ask you, Obi, I mean, like, how do you feel about seeing other people wearing African garb, even though they're, you know, they are African-American. However, they might be centuries or generations removed from their ancestors. Um, I, I'm fine with it. I mean, I think black people are African. Um, and so I'm fine with it. I think, um, you know, I think. I think it, I think it's important for them to go back and get their roots and see their roots and stuff like that. But at the same time, like, I think also they should, you know, people should try to be respectful and make sure they're not wearing cultural clothing. Like, you know, that, you know, some clothing you only wear for funerals and sometimes. So just to be respectful of that. But um, I think um, I think that, you know, I love to see black people kind of going back to their heritage for what they want, you know, uh, Mm. for for what they're about. I think that's important. Gotcha. So tell me, how did you come up with the Black Panther challenge? Like, what inspired you on that end? So I didn't come up with it. It was um, someone in New York. Uh, his name is Frederick, Frederick T. Joseph. He came up with the challenge, and it started spreading around the city, around the country. And I was actually hoping that somebody else would do it in Jacksonville, and I could just donate to that. But nobody did. And so um, I'm a person that... Um, really likes Black Panther, the character. I've read the comic books. Mm-hmm. And when I brought it up to my wife, she really was the one that mo- gave me the final motivation to do it, right? Um, <laughs> and so, behind every, I mean, behind really, every great yeah, man is a stronger woman. Yeah, <laughs> right. And so Amen. she really gave me the, the push to do it. And then, um, you know, once she, once she kind of gave me the okay that she was with it, um, you know, um, it was, I, I just went forward with it. Gotcha, man. That's, and that's great. I mean, we need more doers and activists, like, you know, in that kind of way where it's just like, I think in Duval, you really do see a lack of activism where it's just like the uh, ability of pushing people to go and actively go and participate or start something or innovate something. And a lot of times they just wait for something to come to them. 
and it's I think it's um it's inspirational to see you kind of like pull that weight. Um, now let me ask you this: like, since you weren't there with the kids, did you have at least a chance to kind of talk to some of the kids that had a chance to go? See yeah, the I film? snuck in. I snuck in and out of the theaters. I wasn't. In, I wasn't able to watch the whole movie like all together. But I would. I went through, and like a lot of the kids, and especially afterwards. Well, even before, they were super excited to go see the movie. But afterwards, they really enjoyed the movie. They love seeing characters that look like them, black mm-hmm. characters and stuff like that. They loved that. Um, they loved, um, like, just just that they were in this. They felt like every character, there was only, like, two white characters in the whole movie. Yep. So every character was hmm. was them. And so... And so, and so they were able to really feel like this was their movie, mm-hmm. and there's been this hype around it all the whole time, mm-hmm. and that's been helpful. And so, um, they were really ready to get into it, mm-hmm. and when they got out of it, I think there were so many things that they got out of it that I don't even know if they realized yet what they were when you I hear feel, them talking. So I feel like this this movie is the equivalent of like uh, what the Cosby show did in the eighties and early nineties, which was you, I mean, like we all had these, like the, the sitcom families, which is kind of great, but the bill, the Cosby show took so many aspects of, you know, black life. And then, you know, obviously upper middle class, but still something to strive through and relate to. And here you have a movie, which is something to, you can't, it's like superheroes. You can't really strive to that, but you can, you can dream and it and it's that kind of allowing them to dream aspect to attach something that may not be tangible but something that's aspirational it's i think it's it we need more of that and not just in the world but in our community like just not in the community but in the world you know it's like i i read i saw the reactions of even people in kenya coming out in droves to go see it and they literally were just saying it's finally good to see a movie where we're not talking about war criminals and issues of of governance and um the the the, 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 excuse me debilitation of like these countries and stuff like that in africa and we're seeing the positive images of what could be so um, now, after now, <laughs> did when after you got done watching, like hanging out with the kids, did you uh, did you ask them who they who like better, T'Challa or Killmonger? Yeah, yeah, most of them, most of them like T'Challa. Uh, I don't know if there was any any Killmonger fans, but most of them like T'Challa, and a lot of the girls like um, Suri, which is his sister. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, those were the two top top people they like i you know i resonated with killmonger though i get where he came from like i i right. understand why we don't want to support that but right, right i mean i see his viewpoint it's it's not lost right i mean and he wasn't he wasn't completely infallible i mean he had his reasons i think everybody's concerned about his method exactly you know? i guess you could argue the same thing with like in the mouth Mal- it's a comparison of malcolm x and mlk right you just had right. two different strategies um but I mean, that Killmonger though. <laughs> he had a point. Yeah, he was, he was a good villain too. He was a good villain. Yes, better than Loki, I think. Loki just has a longer lifespan. Oh, I know who that is. <laughs> <laughs> On that note. <laughs> so we're going to talk about inspiring some change in the communities. Um, big brothers, big sisters. Um, could you elaborate on that a little bit? 
Um, I am. What I've done with Big Brothers and Big Sisters is I'm a board member on on that um, on that charity, and Big Brothers and Big Sisters basically places a little, which is a is a person who doesn't have a male or female um, role model in the house with another uh, male or female that maybe the same age as their dad, sometimes younger, maybe closer closer in age than they are to their parents. And it gives them a, a role model to talk to and have some somebody else in there in the house. Mm-hmm. How long have you been involved with Big Brothers Big Sisters? I was actually a little. So I was a little. Um, I was matched up when I was in eighth grade or sorry, sixth grade. And I still have a relationship with my. Um, so I, and I still have a relationship with my big brother now. Oh, <laughs> so you just decided to keep keep it going. Yeah, I definitely wanted to be involved with the program. I don't have a little, but I'm on the board, and I do run the program for the waitlist kids, which is basically kids that are in the program, but they haven't been matched to a mentor. Oh, so I'm kind of taking on that that group of kids as my like a like a group of littles, and so we usually have 20 to 25 kids on the waitlist at a time, and we do something quarterly for them. Dang, that's, I mean, that's, that's a lot of kids. I mean, I'm sure there's, there's, <laughs> there's a lot more out there, but that's, I mean, still. Right, so, right. so what do you, what? I mean, I mean, we do what we can. We do what we can with what's in front of us. So. You know, it's, it's funny, like, uh, growing up, I've always seen the YMCA, or like where I was in my area, it was always the YMCA, big brothers, big sisters. I did a little volunteering in college, but I, I don't think people have a really good understanding of what Big Brothers Big Sisters provides to children or to parents for that matter. So yeah, I mean, for me, it was definitely it was awesome to have a, a a male role model in the house. I mean, I think that or not in my house, but in my life. And so mm-hmm. um, it was awesome to have that person there. And I think for the parents, and you know, I can't speak for my mom completely, but it was nice to have somebody that she didn't have to do do something with me somebody else could give her a little bit of a break you know yeah Mm -hmm. um and i think um it's also for the kid it's awesome because it gives them another voice that's not their parents um to to kind of to to get information from because sometimes you you drown out your parents right because Mm -hmm. you're hearing from them over and over you know true um but you know, but sometimes you you drown out your parents, and that's an awesome way to have another kind of guidance from them. It's true. It's true. Very true. So, how was now your involvement? I mean, Trista here, also an ex alumni from UNF. Um, mm-hmm. She didn't go to Black Alumni Weekend. <laughs> she hasn't gone wow. for two years straight, and I've been pushing her to go. Technically, I was double booked for Saturday. You know, I freelance also, and I was double booked, so I couldn't attend mm, mm. this year. Mm-mm-mm. But, but uh, how I was s- it? <laughs> I saw Obi out there. I was like, yo, he was repping out there with his beautiful wife. And uh, I mean, mm-hmm. Obi, I mean, we it, it was a good time. I, I got to admit, like, it's growing every year. There's definitely um, more participation. And this year, it seems like they came, um, there was a lot more. Uh, volunteering events as well so it wasn't just like surrounded 
on just unity, but also on affecting change on the community. So all these alumni or alumnus who are coming back are also providing um, efforts in educating or introducing younger children to not only the possibility of higher education, but the campus of UNF, um, providing a literacy assistance. I mean, it was it was pretty grand, actually. And I was really happy to see that. But uh, how, I know you have a direct involvement with uh, with your scholarship, correct? Right, right. So I created a scholarship about four years ago because um, I was um, like a minority student in political science. I was one of the only students in political science uh, major. And especially even more now with everything that's happening in our country, I there's, there's, there's this big emphasis on STEM, and I think that's super important, but I also think it's important for for uh, uh, for African Americans or minorities in general to be involved in politics, to be involved in, in, in law, and to be involved on, on that side as well. So I wanted to make it financially easier for some students that if they were thinking about it or ready in the program, they could be a part of it. Yeah. Yeah, I know we don't get enough just in general, there's not enough for representation of diversity, minority um, representation in politics. So definitely starting that off and giving opportunity for people to be uh, getting an education in that field so they can uh, possibly decide to do a career in whether it be politics or just community engagement. That's a, that's a great, great contribution on your part. So we thank you. Appreciate that, man. Appreciate that. And I think you donated to the charity as well, right? So yep. I think uh, uh, it's, it's awesome that Black Alumni Weekend has has made that their sponsor uh, scholarship, and uh, um, and we'll definitely look forward to that partnership with them in the future. So yes, sir. Now, all you uh, Ospreys out there who listen in. Uh, don't do like Trista, but actually come <laughs> to Black Alumni Weekend. Take a few days off. It always we it's always around the homecoming, uh, around our basketball games and and Valentine's Day week. I've noticed that. Well, it's usually when homecoming happens, and it's a good time. Everybody comes together. Um, we have a chance to uh, fellowship. We have a chance to go and. Um, like affect the community positively and as well come back together for a good old tailgate where everybody has fun chat up eat grill everybody's out there having a good time it's it's just really it's a good bonding experience to relive some things and also make new connections if you didn't have a chance to meet some of the newer students um who also show up there from from the campus so good times so Ovi, we got a little treat for you man okay I we made a quiz since you gone and watched Black Panther not just once but twice. I've got a quiz mm-hmm, here mm-hmm. for you to it's called okay. Wakanda or Nigeria. Okay. So I'm gonna ask you questions here and right. you are gonna answer either Wakanda if you think it's Wakanda or Nigeria if you think it's Nigeria. Are you ready? Yep. I'm going to start off with a, with a slow pitch for you, okay? <laughs> okay. So, this nation is considered the giant of Africa. I'm going to say Nigeria. Correct. 
So because it is the country with the largest population in the African continent, it is thus considered the giant of Africa. Also has the 20th largest GDP or economy in the world. So, uh, second question. This nation has the most technologically advanced country in the world. Uh, Wakanda. Correct. That was another easy one. <laughs> oh, really? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. However, Nigeria does have a booming economy with one of the youngest workforce in the world as well, which is kind of an interesting fact. So, third question. This country, this country's borders, borders five nations. Uh, Wakanda. Correct. He's three for three. Can you can you name the the ones that uh, that border Wakanda, or if it's no, easier no, than Nigeria? It, Wakanda Wakanda is not a real country, so no, I can't I can't name. <laughs> <laughs> they border. I just know that Nigeria doesn't border that many. So I do know the MCU defines it as Tanzania. It's it's below t- or above Tanzania, south of Sudan, east of Kenya, and um, gosh, I've west. Got the, oh, west of Kenya and Ethiopia. So it's kind of uh, it's a fictional place, guys. It's not really there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and this this last question. So are you ready for the, all the marbles here? You are you've hit all of them so far. So I feel like I, I I'm three for I, no matter what I'm good. I, I you, got most of them right. He's got the majority. Yeah, he wins. Yeah. He's already mm-hmm. winning, guys. Yeah. All right. So last question. This nation has three main ethnic groups, and can you name them? Yeah, that's Nigeria. That is Yoruba, Hausa, and Igbo. And Igbo's the best because that's what I want. <laughs> I think that was an easy question. You're going to ask him a question about his own country. That's really. <laughs> These are all You'd questions. You'd be surprised, though. Yeah, I know. You'd be You'd really be surprised. surprised. Yeah. But, okay, I got one. I got one. So what are the two... I guess like I thought we were done. I thought that was This it. is a bonus round. <laughs> this is a bonus round, okay? okay. All right, all right, all right. So, extra credit, extra credit. <laughs> so Nig- this one's actually pretty good. This country has two main religions. Can you name them? This country has two main religions? I would say I mean I mean Nigeria has Christianity and Muslim. Again, right. <laughs> yeah. Well, Obi, I mean, that's all we have, and I appreciate you coming on and uh, spending some time with us and introducing us to, you know, everything that you do, and, you know, again, thank you for everything that you do in the community. I mean, you've been really indispensable in Duval, and um, we are hopeful to see, you know, not just the small effects that have been already seen, but just to see the continuing effects that, you know, not only your scholarship, but, like, your assistance with the Big Brothers, Big Sisters has on the community. Mm Yeah, I appreciate it, man. Uh, I, I thank you for guys for having me on. I think um, if I can leave with one thing is that 
we need people our age to get involved politically and in the community. Uh, what we did with, with the Black Panther Challenge, most of the donations were like $46. That was the average donation. Mm-hmm. And so $46 with enough people can do a lot in the community and in politics. And so I know your viewers are, are around my age or, and, and younger, and I want people to say, man, we can do a lot if we just chip in a little. And, mm-hmm. I, and, and so I appreciate you having me on. Thank you. You're, well, thank, thank you. you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. All right, everybody, we're back, and we've got Trista here with her hair tips for the month of March. So, Trista, what uh, what do you have in store for us this beautiful March? Beautiful March, where you do know that the seasons are officially, officially about to change, right? Yes. Um, we have a little bit of warm weather here and there. We have a last minute cold front that just came through Florida. Um, but in preparation for the springtime, which is also preparation for everyone's favorite season, which is the summer, minus the extreme heat temperatures um, in down Florida. here in the south. And south. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, I wanted to look up some spring trends in hair color. You know, we talked less about hair color as far as, you know, fall time, fall colors that people tend to gravitate towards. So we're going to flip the script a little bit and brighten it up for the spring and summer months that are coming up. Booyah. Yes. So um, one thing I want to touch on are highlights. Highlights are a very easy way to change up your hair color. But mm-hmm. there's something that's called baby highlights for those who don't want to do too much of a change to their hair. Oh, so that's baby baby lights are basically what they sound like. They're baby highlights. So basically that just means that they're very subtle. You get lots of little highlights instead of like the stripey ones that nobody likes and they're very dated like from the nineties. <clears throat> but um it's a subtle ah. way to kind of change up your hair color. So they're subtle changes that people are doing then. Yeah, they tend to go like from root to tip, but um, you can just put them like around your face a little bit, a little bit of face framing. You can put them throughout your hair, but it's an easy way to kind of play with lightening your hair, but not having it be super obvious for those who just want to tweak it, but not be overstated. You know what I mean? I do. You know, what's funny you mentioned that like the other day I was going in getting that uh, caramel coconut milk macchiato and my barista my barista this wonderful lady had this beautiful curly hair and it was actually blue so and i was Hmm. i mean i kept staring at her the whole time like yo what's this is new i haven't seen this before so i'm guessing that's similar to what you're describing here Yes, actually, jewel tones are very big. And it's like, jewel tones isn't anything new. Um, but I feel like the spring and summer months, you know, schools getting out, people taking vacations, they tend to experiment more with their fun hair colors. So you'll see blues, you'll see teals, you'll see purples. Um, burgundies are always in style more so for the fall. But I mean, it's a year round kind of color. What's hmm. interesting, though, people are also gravitating towards, like, the pastel colors. You know, rose gold is, like, huge with women. Rose gold jewelry, rose gold accent pillows and stuff like that. Same thing with hair, like a rosy peachy tone. 
along with your favorite color, like a smoky charcoal gray, sir. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's you a, know, that thing that comes in naturally for me. Yes. Well, people pay for it now. <laughs> <laughs> and oh, yeah. okay. not to say that's anything new because people coloring their hair gray isn't anything new. It's just, it's not just your standard silver color. There's like a smokier tone with the gray, even denim blue. I saw a girl actually in Target. She had her hair up in a clip and her hair was blue. I'm like, I love mm-hmm. your hair color. And she took it down and it's like a denim wash blue. It was so pretty. So pretty. I'm not brave enough to do that, but I appreciate other people who are. Amen. Amen. Mm-hmm. Just keep in mind, and I say this almost every month, please condition your hair. <laughs> You know what? It's okay. You know, I have to say this. I have to preface all this. I'm sure you see the girls out there who have, like, they they have their hairs out in, like, these smaller, like, curly afros. And there's there's girls, who, you know what I'm saying, different hair types as well. Keep in mind, there's, like, the the uh, the four, the fours, the threes, the four Fs, you know what I'm saying, where they have super tight, kinky curls. And you can't, you know, you can't really avoid that. But sometimes you see the ones with, like, the... Maybe the three Fs, and they've got like that big, wide, airy afro, and sometimes it's almost frizzed, and that's what she means. Just like you got to be careful for that. You got to be can't let your hair get too dry, otherwise yes. you're gonna damage it. Yes, and it's like when you're already coloring your hair, you're already alternating the natural texture of your hair. Your hair has been officially chemically treated; it's no longer natural. So it's very important for you to make sure your hair is moisturized through every step of your hair care. That's not to say keep your hair weighed down. That's not what I mean. Right. So basically, um, just making sure that you keep your hair moisturized. It is key. I will say it till the day I die, but keep your hair moisturized. And the more you mess with your natural state, the more important it is, especially if what's the point of getting your hair done to get some color done if it's going to look dry and raggedy you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. it defeats the purpose keep your hair looking good that's all i'm saying i won't look twice at you <laughs> <laughs> so what are some of the so you said the jewel colors can you name some of those colors for those of us who aren't informed yes the emerald greens i actually just watched a natural hair video as far as um actually silk pressing which is what we touched on beforehand and she had her hair was really long of course the shrinkage is real with natural hair but when she pressed out her hair like her ends were like a emerald green color um we have that we have like a teal blue like the mermaid color royal blue is also beautiful oh my gosh you and these jack they they lost okay they lost (laughs) they went far Close, but no cigar. They lost. Because they cheated. Okay? Because the refs cheated. It's all kid. We're good. I mean, I laid it to rest, but still. Go on. (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. Your blues, your greens, your purples, your plums. Um, Possibilities are endless. And what's also neat, if you want to kind of customize your color a little bit, play with the color. Mix your plum with your blue and get a deeper shade of purple that looks a little blue in the sunlight. Be a little different. Add a little creativity to your hair. Right. And it's always fun. She'll love your personality a little bit. 
And I guarantee you, if you keep your hair moisturized and it looks healthy and nice and shiny and bouncy, I guarantee you'll get some compliments too. Key things to look for for keeping your hair moisturized with a uh, bright, a light, bright addition. Hydration, moisturizing, um, humidity resistant. Make sure you're using products without sulfates because sulfates, of course, they dry your hair, but they'll also strip your color, which is not what you want. You pay for the color to put it on your hair. So why would you just watch it rinse down the drain? Another thing to look for as well, emollients and humectants. Emollients Mm -hmm. help keep both the water attached to the molecules in your hair and humectants attract moisture towards your hair. For shizzle. For shizzle. (laughs) Well, thank you very much, Miss Trista. And guys, if you have any questions or you have interested in working with Trista, you can obviously hit her up on IG at your underscore beauty pro. And of course, guys, we appreciate everything. Hope you enjoy the show. And again, have any questions, reach out to us. We're always available at Just Basic at IG or on Facebook at Basic LLC. And call in. We also take call-ins. So if you have questions that you want to call in, you want to hear yourself on our show, use the Anchor FM app. Listen, Just tag it, push the button for the call-in, and we will play it. It's a long pause for me. I was about to say deuces. Yeah, you should have said deuces. Go ahead. Deuces. Till next time. Ciao. Hey, Basic Fam. The show today was produced by Basic LLC. Music was provided by Torian Miles. If you haven't already rated us, you know, it helps us get noticed. So one stars, five stars, it's up to you. But remember to subscribe and share and let people know about the Basic Buzz. All right, Basic Fam. See you next time.